welcome to the Binge on This podcast, a podcast that you can safely binge and actually lose weight with Michelle Hasty Thompson. So there's a scenario that I want to walk you through that I've come across about a thousand times in the past 14 years that I've been helping people with their bodies. It's when a client walks in and says, I gained some weight. And that's usually followed by it's time to cut back on those sweets or carbs or whatever. Insert your thing here. And this is when I slip into a cartoon where two people are repeatedly hitting each other on the head with some sort of club or a chair. I love my clients and I totally get where they're coming from. Remember, I was one of you, but this vicious cycle of losing and gaining and losing and gaining and losing and gaining has to stop, especially because a lot of the times there isn't actually a physical weight gain happening, just a mental one, and that can change right now. And even when there is a physical weight gain, our response to this weight gain is crucial. Before I walk you through this scenario, I want to thank you so much for showing up and tuning in. This podcast is inspired by you, and there's nothing more important to me than you walking away with permission to be more of yourself, including having your ideal body. If you've been enjoying this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe because nothing makes me happier than knowing you're picking up what I'm putting out. Also, send any questions or topic ideas to hello at theominstitute.com or send me a direct message on Instagram at theominstitute. All right, let's dive into this. Going back to this client or many clients, this person is not the first or the last to go through this scenario in their head. It's our nature to automatically go into panic mode and think of all the ways we can cut out or punish ourselves for this weight gain, physical or mental. I'm now going to reveal some very important information. This will help everyone lose weight. In fact, this statement alone should be worth like a million dollars. Are you ready? Get your pen and paper. Weight gain is a symptom, not a problem. Freaking genius, right? So what does this mean? It means that if the scale's moving up or if your thoughts are miraculously creating another role on your stomach that wasn't there before, it's trying to tell you something. Most likely, what it's trying to tell you has very little to do with weight at all. For me, it was a sign to slow down, to get out of the fast lane, and to start living life more slowly. What is yours telling you? Finding out is actually an amazing and fun process. Who knew weight loss could be fun? If your clothes are starting to feel a little snug or the mirror is telling you lies before going into panic mode, stop, breathe, and ask yourself, what could my body be trying to tell me right now? Maybe you have been eating a box of chocolates every day for the last two weeks, but if that's so, instead of saying, I need to stop, how about asking your body, why or what the heck is going on here that would make me want to eat a box of chocolates every day? If you knew the why, you wouldn't have started eating the chocolate in the first place. If you don't know why you're gaining weight, that's normal. Now you must take time and think about learning the true answers here. In what ways can you stop and think about what your body is telling you? Some people need to make time for self-care Somebody else might need to learn how to accept themselves, whereas another person may be in an all-out funk and refuses to get off the couch or out of their house. If you really don't know why you're gaining weight, then the mind-body-spirit connection has really been ignored, and I would strongly advise getting help from a coach or a book or a course or whatever is in your budget. When the scale moves up, so does your potential to learn something important about yourself. Instead of scoffing, crying, yelling, or punishing yourself, try loving, asking, soothing, being compassionate, and finding out more information about your body. 
Remember, it only takes one little tiny stressor to cause an all-out war zone in your body. Sometimes that teeny tiny stressor is, I'm eating too much or I hate my body. Your body can't differentiate between, I hate my body and I have a real true threat here. I'm being chased by a bear. And so it does go into, it usually goes into a fat storing, burning muscle type of mode. It's not that it does it always. It's just that a lot of the times, one of the reasons why my client's weight is so stubborn and chronic is because they have so much stress about body weight food movement. So if you want a lean, mean, fat burning machine, start loving, accepting, and caring for your body and watch it transform. It's such an important shift in your thinking to go from symptom thinking versus I need to attack the weight gain. If you were to view the weight gain as just sort of this person in the room that just showed up out of nowhere and was just sitting in the chair next to you, just staring at you, you wouldn't, you know, unless they were like super creepy or something, I guess, but normally you wouldn't just like kick them in the face or something, right? You'd be curious, like, what are you doing here? Can I help you? Uh, that's kind of what your weight gain is. It's like this person that just appeared out of nowhere and that you're very curious and, and confused as to why they're here. And maybe you're not confused. Like I said, maybe you've been eating a ton of food or being completely sedentary, which by the way, are symptoms. And what happens is when we think back to, okay, well, why am I gaining weight? And your brain is automatically going to search for something obvious in your external environment. Like, well, I've been eating more carbs or I've been moving not enough or something along those lines. And it usually because that's an acceptable definition of what's going on, usually the problem solving stops there. It's like, oh, well, that's what it is. I just need to eat less carbs, move more, exercise differently, get to the gym, start running, etc. And then I will shift this weight gain issue. And that works for, for some people for a very long time. And for some people, it doesn't work at all like me. But the point is that it's doing us a disservice because it's not the food and the movement that are actually the problem. Those, once again, are symptoms of something else. So if we don't allow that to be the answer, then we are forced to problem solve a little bit more and to think a little bit deeper. Well, I guess I have been eating more sweets lately. Why is that? What's been going on? So you think a little bit deeper. Well, when did I start eating more sweets? Well, it was on, you know, this day when this event occurred because I needed more energy or it was when I did this. And usually there's a very obvious correlation to what started all of this. Now, what might not be obvious to all of you is that usually that correlation has something to do with dieting. So many times my clients are changing their habits in a way that they don't like, meaning they start eating more sweets, eating more carbs, moving less, because it's sort of a normal reaction to extreme restriction, extreme discipline, extreme willpower, um, force, and those kinds of things that a typical diet requires. It's only a matter of time before that pendulum has to swing the other way. And when it does, instead of seeing the reality of the situation, which is this is normal, human behavior, human reaction to being in restriction, deprivation, and willpower, discipline, all of that, they see it as, well, it's, that's the problem. I'm just eating too much. And they don't look much deeper than that. So I'm challenging you to see your weight gain as something that you can get curious about and most importantly, compassionate about. You know, if somebody you love is gaining weight, a lot of the times, 
if you're not in a judgmental space, there's a lot of compassion for that person. Like, oh, I wonder what's going on there. Now, of course, there are people who are just going to judge it and say, wow, I wish that person would just eat healthier and move more and get off their ass and do something about it. There's always going to be those people, which I call ignorant, and that's fine. But there's also a large amount of people who look at loved ones who are struggling with weight and think uh, nothing but loving thoughts. Like, I wish that they didn't have that struggle and, um, you know, I love them and I don't really care if they have extra weight, but they care about it a lot. And it's a very, uh, you know, grateful place to be. And then when it comes to ourselves, it tends to be extremely toxic. It's, there's no room for human error. There's no room for doing it any other way. There's no room for the reality of a situation, which is the response, the deprivation is rebelling or, or binging. There's no room for that. It's like we expect ourselves to be above humanness. <laughs> like I will not fall into the trap of being human. I will not have emotions, I will not give it the temptations, and I will just restrict for the rest of my life and let food just be fuel and move on. Um, And that's not what it is to be human. And not that you're not human if you think that way, but what I mean is that when you're human, there's a whole multitude of things going on, one of which is having emotions, which means that yes, we enjoy food and have emotions about food, it's not just fuel, we are not just what we eat, we're not robots. Um, We also get pleasure from food and nourishment and comfort and lots of other things that are awesome that don't have anything to do with vitamins and minerals and nutrients. And that's okay. There's room for that. So allowing ourselves to be human says, I enjoy the full experience of being human, which means I have emotions and it means that I have normal human reactions, normal human reaction, deprivation, restriction, binging, out of control. Um, And so the only way to really combat that is to stop swinging so far into either extreme and find some kind of balance or gray area, which I know can be challenging. Uh, But that's really the work is to find the balance between the two instead of swinging from one extreme to the other. But going back to the topic today, when that scale goes up, and a lot of the times when it goes up, it's sort of just an inevitable part of human this, right? As we age, our bodies change. By the way, this does not mean that when we age, that we have to gain weight. But when we age, we have to change. And sometimes part of that change is our body changes. The way it looks, maybe some people gain weight, some people don't. But your body is not going to look the same when you're 80 as it does when you're 20. It's just not. And so accepting that the body's going to change is a big part of this work. And also noticing that if the the scale goes up, first of all, um, what does that even mean? Is it truly weight gain or is it just water retention and something that has nothing to do with fat whatsoever? And you don't need to define that. You just have to have room for that. Like I don't weigh myself ever, but on the very occasion that I have to, so doctor's office, something like that, and my weight fluctuates between Uh, about 10 pounds. And it's uh, somewhere on the spectrum of a 10 pound radius. And it doesn't ever stay at one for very long. So I've been, you know, as low as 120, sometimes 119, 118. And when, and I'm talking about since I haven't struggled with weight. So when, since I haven't struggled with weight and not including pregnancy, I fluctuate between 118, 119, 120 and 130, 131, 132, somewhere in there. And I don't ever know which side of that it's going to be on and I could care less. I just know that I land somewhere in between that 10 pound swing or a little bit more than 10 pounds. And that's 
fine. I don't care. It means no difference to me. Sometimes I put on um, a pair of pants and I'm like, this just doesn't feel comfortable. And then the next week they do. It's just not something I put any effort or attention into. Now I know that's different than when you're on a weight loss journey. And I get that there's nothing more frustrating than gaining weight when you're actively trying to lose weight. I was there for a very long time and I get it. But when you have that weight gain, when you're trying to lose, especially instead of thinking, I need to cut back more. I need to restrict more. I need to do more. I really, truly believe that in that instance, you need to do a lot less. You need to do. You just stop what you're doing, take a deep breath, and then sit with yourself for a little bit and say, what the heck is going on here? Most often when the body's responding with the opposite of what you're trying to accomplish, it's because you're completely out of alignment with the kind of life that you want to live. You're not being honest with yourself about, this is not how I want to live the rest of my life. I do not want to write down my food or count calories or do keto forever. And so the body's not responding. Some people's bodies respond temporarily, but some people's bodies don't respond at all. And whatever side of that you're on, just know that when the body is disobeying you, at least that's how it feels, or completely doing the opposite of what you want, it's trying to scream at you, we're going in the wrong freaking direction. Stop pushing faster in the wrong direction. Stop doing more in the wrong direction. Pause, take a breath, get pen and paper and ask yourself, what is it that I really want? Why did I even start on this weight loss journey in the first place? What was I trying to accomplish besides just way less? And if you start to get clear about, well, I really want peace or freedom or to feel lighter or whatever, whatever your reasons are for doing all of this, you're going to notice that the things you're choosing to accomplish the weight loss are in complete uh, opposition to the very reason you're trying to do this. The other thing I notice is that a lot of my clients are really wanting to lose weight, but there's for themselves, but they're also wanting to lose weight for a whole lot of other people that don't have any place in this weight equation. For example, they're trying to um, get more love, more more appreciation. They're trying to feel less inferior, more acceptance. And these have everything to do with everybody else. And yes, they still have a desire to lose weight for themselves outside of these other people. But there's still this, this blueprinting, this messaging that says, if I lose weight, then I will fit in more, be loved more, uh, you know, feel less inferior, be more accepted. And if that is playing in your head, it's going to be an uphill battle because it's not entirely for you. And so your problem solving and your choosing of how you're doing it is tainted with a whole lot of pressure and outside resources that have no reason to even be involved in this at all. So we really want to separate that this is for me. I'm doing this for me and nobody else. Nobody else's opinion matters. Uh, My ability to experience more love, more appreciation, none of that exists because of my weight and my body. And if it does, I need to take a stop, step back and pause. And I need to do this for myself. And if I'm doing it for myself and nobody else matters and no one's opinion matters, then now I get to problem solve from a clear state of mind which is what do I want? Outside of what everybody else thinks of me, what do I want? And when you look at what you want, the approach and the process, the journey that you choose is going to be completely different. And I know that sometimes we just want to lose weight fast and we don't care how, we know it's temporary and it's just fine, it's just what we have to do and I get it. And if that's where you are, do what you got to do. 
But if you're looking for not just weight loss, but a long-term solution to a chronic issue where you no longer struggle with weight, no longer fear weight gain, no longer have issues with food and movement, then we have to approach it from this perspective, which is this is a symptom. Eating too much is a symptom. Moving too little is a symptom. And what are they all symptoms of? Get clear about that and you have your unique weight loss method that not only is going to work phenomenally for you, but also feel a hell of a lot better because it's aligned with your truest, most authentic self and the journey to accomplish whatever it is that you want to accomplish is going to feel good as you move along this path because it's not going against what you truly want. And we're willing to sacrifice a hell of a lot to be thin. And I'm telling you that that sacrifice, that willingness to sacrifice is not the answer. The only thing I want you to sacrifice is trying to control it all, I guess. Other than that, do not sacrifice your well-being. Do not sacrifice your sanity. Do not sacrifice your love of chocolate. Don't sacrifice any of that because you're not fooling anybody and especially not your body, not for very long. So that is how we look at when that scale goes up and approach it completely differently than you have in the past. So I'm super excited because I've been working behind the scenes on my brand new business, the Ohm Institute, for the past four months, and it's finally here. The Ohm Institute is an online yoga studio, and what better time to open an online yoga studio than when we can't physically go to yoga due to the coronavirus? And that was obviously not planned on my end. So I've got tons of free courses from myself, from other yoga teachers, and they're a mixture of yoga on the mat and yoga off the mat, which means some of the courses don't have movement at all. Some of them have meditation. Some of them have other tools, like when I teach weight and food stuff. And some of them have a combination of all of that. So you can access all these courses for free if you head to theominstitute.com. And because we talked about weight loss today, if you want to find the courses on weight, then just head to theominstitute.com forward slash weight, and you'll find complimentary courses that will help you with exactly what we talked about today on our podcast. So just head there and please spread the word. Everybody needs a little yoga in their life or a lot of yoga in their life, and they can all benefit from the courses that myself and my teachers are sharing with you for free at theominstitute.com. So head there right now, sign up for your courses, and I can't wait to see all of the results and transformation as a result of doing this whole weight loss and stress and exhaustion and life in a way that is aligned with yoga. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe, and let your friends know about this podcast. Share the wealth, all right? I'll see you next time.